Welcome, welcome to the new podcast. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm even going to call this thing yet, but it's something I've been wanting to try for a while. Uh, so I figure now is as good time as ever. A little bit of background about me. I'm a teacher in New York State, uh, upstate New York to be a little bit more specific. Uh, very much like sports. I'm into video games, uh, passionate about everything from education to politics to you know, you name it. So I figured we'd start with something that I'm very passionate about. We're going to start with sports today. Um, and we're going to talk about the NBA's 75 top players. They released a list, I believe, All-Star Weekend a few days ago uh, that talked about the top 75 players who have ever played the game of basketball. And it's had a lot of opinions, especially towards the top end. You know, who's number one, who's number two. Uh, so we're going to get into that a little bit today, but I'm going to focus more on the other parts of the list towards the middle, towards the end, players that should have made it, players that shouldn't have made it. Uh, and I'm sure it'll have some, you know, heavy opinions. So we'll talk about that. And if you enjoy, you know, I hope you come back for more. Uh, so this year is the 75th year of the NBA, and to commemorate it in October, the NBA released a list of the 75 best players who have ever played the game of basketball. Uh, they did not rank them, they just named a bunch of names that changed the game of basketball throughout the decades. Uh, so here's what ESPN did. It says, uh, earlier in the 2021-2022 season, the NBA unveiled its 75th anniversary team, a squad full of iconic players representing different points in the evolution of basketball. But the league never ranked them. We did. ESPN's NBA expert panel voted on thousands of head-to-head -head player matchups, taking into consideration the quality and quantity of their NBA contributions. LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, Kawhi versus Gary Payton, Steph Curry versus Larry Bird, Kevin Durant versus Kobe Bryant, old school versus new school. It says, although they came from different eras, each of these players changed the game. Here's where the NBA's very best check in on our list, running from number 76 all the way to number one. And here's the note players' accomplishments in the NBL, the ABA, college, or international basketball were not considered during the process. The voting pool included 76 players, as there was a tie during the NBA's voting for its 75th anniversary team. So basically, a bunch of different analysts on ESPN got votes. Uh, and it's important to recap this because it does have an impact on where these players end up. So they get, like, Stephen A. Smith, uh, Doris Burke, Jalen Rose, like, people who know basketball are given 75 different spots, and they're asked to, like, name where these players are. They So Stephen A. Smith clarified on First Take today that they were not, like, given them in order to rank them. So like they didn't place them in order. They were just told to choose the 75 best players. So I don't know how they determine the final rankings, like how they determine that number one was Michael Jordan and number two was LeBron James. Like that is where it stands right now. Uh, if you look it up online, The Athletic has a completely different list of rankings. But we're going to focus on ESPN's rankings for all intensive purposes for this episode of the podcast. So here's the list. It's Michael Jordan was number one, LeBron's number two, Kareem's number three, uh, Magic's number four, Wilt's number five, Bill Russell's number six, Larry Bird's number seven, Tim Duncan's number eight, Oscar Robertson's number nine, and Kobe is number 10. And there's enough argument there 
that you could dive into. Like, why is Kobe Bryant at fifth or at tenth, sorry, and Oscar Robertson's at ninth when Kobe Bryant has five rings and Oscar Robertson only had one, right? Um, also, you take into account the different eras. Why? Uh, how can you evenly rank, you know, uh, Kareem's era or even Wilt's era when he was a foot taller than everybody and, you know, most people were daytime plumbers who played in the NBA uh, as a part-time job, right? So there's enough arguments to be had there, uh, even like how the rankings are settled in the first place. Like you could dive into that and argue about that uh, for a decent amount of time alone. So the obvious issue with ranking anything in sports is just the fact that there's always going to be personal bias, uh, whether it's like just a person generally likes a person as an athlete. Like, for example, Stephen A. Smith is always going to say that Aaron Rodgers is an amazing player. Uh, Dan Orlowski is always going to love Matthew Stafford. Like, there's always that personal bias that's taken into account. Um, and also, like, when you use the word greatness, what defines greatness versus, like, you can measure stats, you can measure things like that, but can you measure greatness? Because there's so much that goes into sports. It's a sports is a demonstration of your physical talents and your also your ability to entertain. Uh, so the more polarizing a player is, the more attention a player gets, the more inflated their number is probably going to be. Like Dennis Rodman is ranked very highly on this list, and I would make an argument that. Dennis Rodman isn't a great basketball player. He was just a hustle player, uh, an athlete, but is very polarizing, caught a lot of attention, played on Michael Jordan's team. So he's going to be ranked on this list, although I would argue he doesn't deserve it. So to get right down into it, the biggest problem I have right off the bat, just on face value, is you see Tim Duncan ranked at eighth on the list. Tim Duncan, a great power forward, great player. Did he change the game of basketball? I would argue no. He was fundamentally sound. He played an incredible game of basketball. He played for an incredible coach. He won championships. Excellent. But was he better than Shaquille O'Neal, who is ranked at 11th on the list? Hell no. Hell no, he wasn't better than Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal changed the game of basketball. People had to change the way they guarded him. They had to foul him, and the NBA had to institute rules to limit the fouling of Shaquille O'Neal in these games. So I just need like an explanation of how in the world does Tim Duncan get ranked higher on the list when I feel like everybody would argue that Shaq is much better than uh, Tim Duncan. It's, it's, that is just unbelievable. Tim Duncan's ranked higher than Hakeem the Dream. He's ranked higher than Carl Malone. I wouldn't agree with that. I don't even think he's the greatest spur on that list. David Robinson's on that list. Kawhi Leonard's on that list. I don't even think Tim Duncan would count as the greatest spur that is on that list. So how does he make it into the top 10? How do people somehow place him there? I mean, when you look at their stats, in their primes... Shaq was averaging far more points per game, far more rebounds per game. Uh, and it, like it's consistently, his first year in the NBA, 23.4 points per game. And then he started falling downhill and the like 05-06 season was the last season he averaged 20 points per game. You look at Tim Duncan's stats, he only averaged over 20 points per game in his first eight seasons that he played. 
uh, you know, he fell off quicker. Shaq had a longer longevity, I feel like. Uh, you start to ask the question of, like, is it because Shaq played with Kobe? But Tim Duncan played with Kawhi. Tim Duncan played with Manu Ginobili. Tim Duncan played with uh, Tony Parker. Tim Duncan played for Greg Popovich. You know what I mean? So why is Shaq rated so low? Uh, a lot of questions there. A lot of questions there. And I don't think anybody in their right mind would say that Tim Duncan's a better player than Shaq. Uh, you move on like Kevin Garnett. I, I was a Celtics fan growing up. He is ranked higher than Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, David Robinson. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. I think there's a lot of players on here that are highly overrated. And the biggest one for me is Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook is the most overrated player in all of the NBA. All right. So, and there's a reason why I say this. I think that Russell Westbrook is an incredible athlete. But is Russell Westbrook better than Damian Lillard, who's ranked at 75th? He's the last player on that list, for argument's sake. I don't think Russell Westbrook's better than him. Is Russell Westbrook better than Anthony Davis? You could argue because Davis is always injured, maybe. But is Russell Westbrook, did he have a better career than Carmelo Anthony, who's ranked at 69th place? No. But Russell Westbrook sits at number 68. And I have an issue with that. Because I would say that Russell Westbrook is actually one of the most overrated players in NBA history. And, and, and it's starting to show right now that he's one of the worst players in NBA history. He can't hit the broadside of a barn. He's never been able to shoot. My argument from the beginning is that Russell Westbrook is an incredible athlete. And that he could, when he was young, he could get to the basket with ease. He could never shoot threes consistently, which is where the NBA was headed when he came into the league. He played on one of the teams who shot the most threes. He played with Kevin Durant. He played with uh, James Harden, Serge Ibaka. They, argument's sake, they should have won a finals. They should have won a finals. They, they made it to the finals against Miami. Miami beat them uh, for many different reasons. Miami and LeBron was in his prime at that time. But also because Russell Westbrook was out of control. I'm a big Kevin Durant fan. Kevin Durant has always been my favorite basketball player. But Russell Westbrook was the demise of that team. Kevin Durant couldn't touch the ball because Westbrook was running 400 miles an hour at the basket and bricking it off the hoop. So how he makes it even in the top 75 when he has no rings, when he's played with so many great players, when he's holding L.A. back right now, L.A. is definitely regretting even bringing him over. And it also, like, it shows now is how many players does L.A. have on that top 75 team? A lot. They've got LeBron. They've got Davis. They've got Melo. They've got Westbrook. So they should win the finals this year, right? If they have four of the top 75 players of all time on their team. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, I think, is actually on that list. He's on the athletics list. He's on the Lakers. They should win the finals this year, right? No, they're not going to because none of them actually belong on the top 75 list. Carmelo Anthony does not belong on the top 75 list. Russell Westbrook does not belong on the top 75 list. I don't think Anthony Davis right now deserves to be on the top 75 list because he never plays. He's always injured with something. His ankle, his knee, his glutes, his eyebrow. Like It's just emphasis on eyebrow. It's just crazy. Yet, 
all of those players are in the top 75, according to the NBA, according to ESPN. I know. I don't agree at all. So LeBron deserves like to be at number two. Jordan deserves his number one spot. I would say, I mean, a lot of these players aren't from when I was born. I was born in 95. So I don't know about Kareem. I don't know about Magic. I do know if Magic had a full career, it'd be a lot different. I would know more about him. Um, things like that. You know, I've heard of these names. I've heard of Bill Russell. I've heard of Larry Bird. But it's just like the question that is always raised is like, how would they match up in today's, you know, day and age? Uh, so just rapid fire a couple of names that I just think are either misplaced uh, or they are like one name I think is properly placed is Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is ranked at 30 and that sounds right. Like Dwayne Wade belongs in the top 30 best NBA players who have ever played. But then you look at the players around him and that's where I start to have issues with it. Dwayne Wade is ranked at 30th. Chris Paul's at 29th. Chris Paul hasn't won a ring. Dwayne Wade won two different rings in like seemingly two different eras. It was two different eras, right? You know, he won one with Miami uh, and Shaq and like before LeBron joined. And then years later, he kept Miami relevant. And then years later, he wins another couple of chips uh, with LeBron. So that's great. He's at 30th, but Chris Paul's at 29th and he's never won a ring and he's hopped around to different teams. Like, how did he not win with the Clippers, with Lob City? How did he not win when he first went to Houston and they had uh, our Golden State dead in the water? Well, he couldn't play because he was injured. Right, he's always injured. So why is he at 29th? You know, last year they should have won. They were up considerably on the Bucks. So I would agree if they won last year, yeah, Chris Paul belongs in the top 30. I think he belongs on this list, but not in the top 30. You got Allen Iverson at 31, but Scottie Pippen at 32. How are you going to say that Allen Iverson was better than Scottie Pippen? How are you going to say that Allen Iverson was better than Kawhi Leonard, who's at 33rd? Again, I didn't see a lot of Allen Iverson play, but I do know he never won a ring. I do know that Philadelphia loves him, though, and a lot of analysts love him, and he did change the game of basketball. So it's just like questions like that. James Harden is at 50th. I don't think James Harden is better than Reggie Miller, who's at 51st. I don't think James Harden belongs in the same ballpark as Ray Allen, who's at 47th. Ray Allen won multiple rings with multiple teams, too. Did he kind of ring chase? Yeah, that Boston team was kind of stacked. That Miami team was definitely stacked. James Harden has been ring chasing for years, too, though. James Harden played with Kevin Durant. James Harden played in Houston with that stacked team where he was up again on Golden State with Chris Paul, with Clint Capella. He had it his way. He doesn't have a ring to show for it, but he sits at 50th. And he's caused nothing but problems since then. You know, Houston had to get rid of him. He forced his way out of Brooklyn. So I just, I disagree that he's at 50th. Did he change the game of basketball? Yes. Is he better than some of these players around him? No. Um, Paul Pierce, 62. Paul Pierce was a great basketball player. I don't think he belongs on the list of greatest basketball players. You can't find me 75 people that you think is are, are better than Paul Pierce. I grew up a Celtics fan. 
he, I, I don't think Paul Pierce belongs on this list. There are some names that do, like Kevin Garnett, yes. Ray Allen, yes. Because they had a lot of success on other teams. Paul Pierce didn't have a lot of success in the finals or in the playoffs until those players came to his team. And did they form the team around Paul Pierce? Yes. But at the same time, I don't think he belongs in the top 75 players in all of basketball. Whether intentional or not, then, these lists to me, show a glaring favoritism towards, number one, championships, right? The number of championships that players won despite the era they play in. Because obviously you got Jordan over LeBron. There's a considerable argument that LeBron belongs above Jordan. I would say no. Jordan's still the face of the NBA. When you think basketball, you think Jordan. So I would still put Jordan as number one if you're talking about legacy. But just like Kobe has a lot more rings than Oscar Robertson, scored better, did a lot of other things better, but is sitting behind him. Uh, I think it favors championships. I think the list favors players who have played for one team. You've got Bill Russell and Larry Bird at six and seven. You've got Tim Duncan at eight. And then you've got Kevin Durant, not in the top 10. You've got Shaq, not in the top 10. And I would argue that those two players... Shaq and Kevin Durant are more talented and have more success than Bill Russell and Larry Bird, right? But again, that could be just the era that I grew up in. So two things I think it takes into fa- or it takes favoritism is here: players who have played with one team for a very long time and players who have a lot of rings, right? But then you start to ask the question, like, when can we start to add new players then? Because Draymond Green to me, is a better version, an an upgraded version of Dennis Rodman. He does all the things that Dennis Rodman did. He rebounds, he passes. I I think even better. He has a higher basketball IQ than Dennis Rodman. He's better to have in the locker room. Why is Dennis Rodman on the list, but Draymond Green isn't? And that's where the third thing comes into play, where I say it takes into account just polar, like how much you can be polarizing, how much attention you can grab as an entertainer, because sports is sometimes entertainment. So people were very interested in what Dennis Rodman was going to do or what he's going to wear. I think that also plays an advantage for Russell Westbrook. He wears crazy clothes. Is he going to shoot two of 12 in a night or is he going to make all of his shots and get a triple double? That, that unpredictability, the entertainment value, I think plays into the advantage of the Dennis Rodman. It plays into the advantage of Russell Westbrook and people like that. Draymond Green is a very entertaining person too, but I don't think he's more entertaining than like a Dennis Rodman. So he's not on that list. Also Draymond, you know, he's still got some years to play, but you can make the argument that Draymond is better than Dennis Rodman. You could swap those two names out. At what point do we start putting new names on that list? At what point do we start taking into account like players who are still playing right now but haven't gotten a ring? Damian Lillard, I think, is, is he's on the list, but he's very low on that list. At what point can we start adding like a Luka Doncic? And I know it's early, but Luka Doncic is an incredible basketball player. You don't think he's going to be on that top 75 eventually? So what name? you got to start to think, like, what names are going to be stricken off of that list in addition to add like a Luka Doncic or a Draymond Green, those decisions are going to start having to be made because I don't think the list is currently accurate. But I also think the current state we're in in the NBA, we're not going to see much movement 
of those rankings. We're not going to see many additions to that list for a number of years just by how the NBA has been playing out lately. For example, Paul George is a name that you ask anybody a few years ago if he's going to be in the top 75, people would say, yeah, Paul George is an incredible player. He'll be in the top 75. Nobody really talks about him anymore. He was incredible for a number of years. MVP level, he got in the playoffs, he gave himself the nickname Playoff P. He's disappeared ever since then. You know, it's too early for some of these names too, like Trey Young. It's a little bit too early to start putting his name on the list. Uh, There are some names that you think could come on the list, like DeMar DeRozan. If he wins a championship this year, do you put his name on that list? Uh, You know, in Miami, if Miami wins a championship this year, do you start to add like a Jimmy Butler to the list or people like that? But right now, I would say that you're more in a position to take names of modern players off the list and put more legendary players on the list. Like, for example... I think that Carmelo Anthony's name could be taken off of that list. I think right now Anthony Davis's name could be taken off that list. Y'all know how I feel about Russell Westbrook. He doesn't deserve to be on that list at all. Um, there's a few players who I think deserve to be moved a little bit. Durant, maybe move him up. Uh, Steph Curry, move him up a little bit. Giannis, move him down. I think Giannis is in the same boat as Russell Westbrook where he's an incredible athlete, he can't really shoot that well yet. Oh, did he shoot well in the finals last year? Yeah, one game he shot pretty well from the free throw line. But I think if you took his height and athleticism away, he's not going to be in the top 75. Just like if you took Russell Westbrook's athleticism away, he's not going to be in the top 75. So does Giannis deserve to be in the top 75? Yes, because he has height and athleticism. But take one of those two away and you're dancing with a little bit of, uh, you know, you're on the danger zone. Whereas, like, there's just names that I think should be added uh, and will be added as time goes on of current players. I think Trey Young is going to be an excellent player. I can't speak highly enough about Luka Doncic. I like Jimmy Butler. I like Jason Tatum a lot. I like Devin Booker a lot. Uh, I like Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be an incredible basketball player. He deserves to start throwing his name in that conversation. Uh, There's just a lot of young players. But again, we're not going to see that movement for until they can start winning championships. And I think that torch is going to be passed here soon. You look at like LeBron's on a steady decline and on all of those, you know, quote unquote, top 75 players on his team. They're in a steady decline. I think Kevin Durant's going to be running into issues. Also, that's another name you didn't see on that list. You didn't see Kyrie Irving's name on that list at all. And that's interesting. I didn't even think about that until just now. Um, but I think like as these older players who have been around for a while, and it's weird that I'm even saying that Kevin Durant's older, uh, but they've been around for a while. As they start to get into their older ways, I think these younger players are going to start to come over. I think the game of basketball is in some great hands. I think there's a, a lot of great young athletes who are out there who I'd like to see really like explode onto the, onto the floor um, and explode into the into the spotlight because I want to see more names added to this list. I feel like the game of basketball has been missing something ever since the bubble. You know, uh, even that like, that year, like that championship didn't seem legitimate. I feel like last year the Bucks, like that was just like such a blur. And I know like the media numbers, they look good. Like a lot of people watched the finals. A lot of people were cheering for Chris Paul last year. 
but I feel like the NBA is just missing something. I don't know what it is. And I do kind of know what it is. It's like a young star. You look at the NFL this year and it was like Matt Stafford versus Joe Burrow. And everyone was like gung-ho on Joe Burrow. Pat Mahomes is a very young quarterback that people are into. Josh Allen, I live in Buffalo. Josh Allen, everybody loves him and he's young. I think the NBA needs a young player to like show up and win a finals. One that isn't Giannis because a young player, I'm sorry, a young player that is relatable. And, and take that for what it's worth. Like People don't relate to Giannis because he's huge and he's a freak. And you won't be able to ever be a Giannis. But when people look at Josh Allen, it's like, I could be like Josh Allen. When people look at Pat Mahomes, he's a young kid. I could be like Pat Mahomes. They're not these freakish giant athletes that you'll never be able to like somehow achieve. Whereas like Donovan Mitchell is from Westchester, New York. He's not very tall. He's just a very skilled player. Trey Young. Steph Curry, you know, these players that are young and and you can relate to, I think that's what's going to change the game. Thank you so much for listening. That's all I have for today. Uh, I hope to be recording more of these often. Uh, It's fun to get my ideas out there. I'm trying to get my friends involved. If you have anything you want me to discuss, you can feel free to reach out. Uh, My email is thetieguy, T-H-E-T-I-E-G-U-Y, at gmail.com. I'll answer on there because... That is where I will be kind of linking my email to. So again, thetieguy at gmail.com if there's anything you want me to discuss in the world of sports, in the world of video games, anything at all there. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that we can do this moving forward.